I just fired up my uh, my notes app, what brought it to the front, as I do every time we record. And uh, unless you want to hear about Legends of Tomorrow, uh, <laughs> I got no notes. We're freestyling this one. Maybe uh, maybe we do. Maybe we I, do want to hear. Who, who says yeah. we don't want to hear about Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> I like the implication that we're freestyling this one as opposed to the other ones, which are rigorously yeah, yeah. thought out. <laughs> Carefully constructed, yeah. yeah. If, if anything, because guys own it, this is this is more well constructed because he insists on asking what we're going to be talking about. Well, we even got James off of that. James would used to do that all the time, and James loves yeah. to prepare. And we we even convince him that like you don't need to prepare. We, we, yeah, right, right. I mean, like you know, we we assume that you know we're all following the same stuff, so we'll be able to talk about it at least. A little I'm not going to lie. Half of the show normally is is John and I explaining things to Lex that have happened in Texas, yeah, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. I did preparation. I listened to your last episode just before we, uh, well, before the meeting I had before this thing. I guess James and I just respect your work. Like this is your actual work, right? <laughs> so keep it down. You over do there. this for a living, right? Yeah, I mean we we it's, respect our own work, and we yeah. thought you guys would be bringing the same sort of diligence oh, to no. yours. Yeah, that was a no. mistake. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry about that. No, no, and we're just so on top of everything as well. Oh, that's yeah. true. I, I, I can talk instantly about any topic that you throw at me for at least two to three minutes. I may know nothing about it. That's true. Yeah. And I know and I know you you guys are already both up on my saga of buying Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite Spider-Man saga. The saga but, of, of difficult yeah, right. purchases. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but uh, but our listeners our listeners are not so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna everybody's gonna be up to speed by the end of this <laughs> yeah we're gonna recap <laughs> our saturday that's my, morning that's my that's my promise so i so say yeah so spider-man came out thursday i think something like that yeah something like that yeah so i'm all excited you know guy sends out a link says hey spider-man's on itunes or whatever and so i go and i i go i'm on my ipad and i buy it and then i'm like oh, i'm gonna watch the extras and go <laughs> like the little extras button is not there <laughs> Oh, that's annoying. Okay, well, I, uh, you know, I'll go, I'll go watch it. Maybe it's just some fluke. I'll go watch it on the Apple TV. No, it's not on the Apple TV either. I'm like, what the heck? And, and then I, you know, I see that it's, you have to buy it in high definition to get the extras. Like, well, it says 4K next to it. And then when I go on my iPad to the tab that says 4K, what is it? Well, UHD, something like that. Ultra high def. It's ultra high def, right. It's in that tab. So, I've got the high definition version of it. Why can't I get the extras? And after a whole bunch of rig and roll and like contacting Apple support and stuff like that, I finally look in, there's a setting in the, in the settings on iOS. It's not, there's no setting on the Mac. There's no setting on Apple TV. So if I had bought it on either one of those, I think I would have been perfectly fine. But apparently for some reason I had been probably because of legends of tomorrow, (laughs) because when I buy episodes of TV off of, iTunes, you don't want to pay. I'm not going to pay a lot do for this muffler. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I mean, like, if I can save a buck on Legends of Tomorrow, I mean, right. I'm probably not going to watch it a lot. I mean, I might no. watch it a few times, but I'm not going to be watching it over and over again, unlike Spider Man. So I would buy it uh, in an SD. So I probably did that, and I left the setting on SD. But the crazy thing is, it's in settings under the Apple TV app, so it's a device specific setting. Yeah. that affects your experience across the whole the whole well, thing so yeah it says i was just looking at it because i was curious and it's like ah if you set it to sd you'll only be shown sd options Purchases. essentially yes yeah. 
Yeah. But the dumb thing is it gave me the, I mean, I, I supposedly bought the SD version, but I got, I guess they just give you the 4K version anyway, just because they're like, it's too much trouble. They're magnanimous like that. But, but, but they don't give you the extras. This the really stupid thing is, so I get, I'm like, okay, I guess I, you know, I tell the Apple support, like, I guess I want a refund so I can buy it again in HD. So they refund me and I, and I go back in and I'm like, the price is exactly the same. It's still $20. <laughs> and I'm just like, am I getting the right thing here? I don't know. Like, I'm afraid to hit the button again because I'm afraid I'm going to get it in SD again, even though I changed the setting. So I finally did it and I got the I got the high definition version for the same price. The same thing appears in the 4K section. It's exactly the same in every way. I paid the same price, except now I have the extras. <laughs> I think you stumbled into like an artifact of, uh, well itunes generally but yeah uh, do you remember when like so you only used to be able to buy sd stuff and then when they released hd most distributors movie companies i guess what do we call them studios content creators studios thank you that's the yeah jerks (laughs) allowed everybody because i think it was steve saying this on stage that they're like you'll get automatically upgraded to the new hd stuff except disney who played Mm -hmm. hardball and you had to buy them again somehow. And so maybe this whole weird consolidation thing is is that. And nobody buys HD anymore. So they only, they've only got one yeah. price point that they sell it at. And then somehow they just don't allow SD content to come bundled with the extras. Which, Except ironically, this was not Disney, but Sony, right? <laughs> That's true. Well, no. I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I but, think but, he's, but I think his point is just simply that it's a loophole like, of the... It's yeah. a limitation yeah. of the way it's Apple has invented, done stuff. <laughs> invented because of yeah. Disney. Yeah, they probably used to say... Well, they used to sell M4P files that were just SD, I believe. But the ones with the extra content are bundles, you know, like uh, macOS files that happen to be implemented as a directory. I don't need to explain bundles to anybody, do I? No. <laughs> no. I'm I don't good. know. It's possible. I'm, I, I'm not sure what... The, yeah. Well, I know what you guys are. I just don't know what your uh, your listeners are up to. Oh, they're uh, they're handsome yeah, so, incredibly intelligent. <laughs> yes, that's Great. right. Okay, so yeah, it's a folder with a bunch of other shit in it. So, like, that's a different thing than the SD, so it probably went down some weird pipeline. Then you got the same content, just not the goodies, and they couldn't be bothered to put different price points, because who does this anymore? Uh I feel like well, they should then just take out the exactly. <laughs> take out the option. This I mean, I guess is the thing. like, and I don't even know. I haven't looked recently at like TV stuff, but I I assume you can still buy SD. It used to be much more opaque in the like when when you had the iTunes Store app yeah. on iOS, and I used to and and actually, you, I think it's still a th- yeah, that's still there. You can and I think it is actually still more understandable in that app, but um. The, in the TV, you know, in the TV app that they want us to use all the time. The, completely... the major advantages, as far as I can tell, to buying an SD thing was, A, it should be cheaper, not in Sean's case, but it seems like yeah, you should right. pay less for it because it's lower quality. It, should, it shouldn't be cheaper in my case. Cause yes, I, cause for I John, <laughs> well, I mean, you'll pay no matter what, is what the answer is. I don't even think it... Uh, these days, I don't think it should be. When they introduced HD stuff, you were getting more. You were getting more Ds. Yes, sure. Want, who, who doesn't want more <laughs> Ds? I, really? wow. I don't edit this show that much, so I'm leaving that in. But yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Good. Yeah, see, this is why James and I want to prepare, because otherwise we're just going to go off. <laughs> the, free, the free wheeling gets you yeah. in trouble. But, I mean, even free if you wheel- don't want the, like, pay more, like, I mean... I guess there was a argument at some point where it's like, if I have only have devices capable of showing 
standard definition, then I don't want to yeah. pay for yeah. extra bits I'm not using. That's the rationale. Yeah. I, I mean, it I agree with you. Sunset and turned on to just always do HD. There's really no reason. The only other reason I can think of is bandwidth and yes. or storage, yeah. I guess. Right. Right. Which but makes there's a, but a there's bit of a sense separate, on the iPad. There's a separate setting for that. Right. There's a separate That's setting the other for thing. streaming options and for yeah. download options. And it also feels like you should just oh, uh, get... size on device. Area. Yeah. I mean, like, you can... So you can buy the HD version and then decide... Exactly. Uh, yeah, if I'm going to download it, just download something right. that's smaller. That, that is the exact point where I was going to say. It was like, it seems like basically the HD version should just allow for lower resolution versions if you want to conserve bandwidth or storage space which it does yeah. so it does seem super weird that they still have them as like different skews essentially yeah yeah they should have one skew let me rewrite their whole business model because i'm sure it's real easy to renegotiate this with the jerky studios you download one thing and it defaults to hd and then you or whatever probably the best one 4k and then you just get to that grid and if they release an 8k version then they can put they could just put a little button i think, in. I think you should i think you should get the highest they should just have one high resolution everybody gets the same thing except people who pay for sd it says <laughs> sd next to it yeah because the <laughs> devices can do it now well it takes space on the device but blah 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 whatever i i guess what i'm trying to say is like if they ever come up with a new next upgrade just keep selling the 4k ones and have a little button like a more detailed button you know what i mean like you press that and for like an extra buck or something yeah. you get the 8k version of sorry i thought you were gonna say like for you pay a dollar and it's <laughs> that's, temporarily that's thing, that's that one that... minute is in is in 8k <laughs> i keep pressing oh, that button don't... keep pressing that button <laughs> man like thank a... god lex isn't here because amazon would monetize the shit out of that yeah. oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah he'll never hear this i'm sure yeah the, and that was the weird thing like i kept looking for like well where's the the button yeah. where i can right. just upgrade like should there should be a button where I can pay? I mean, I assumed that it was going to be like five or ten extra bucks or something like that. And like, and I'll just get the. <laughs> there was well, you no should be able to the then. Is exactly for zero dollars. Get the HD version, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Just like, just give it to me. This was lunacy. The fact that I had to get, I had to get refunded. Can I ask you a quick question, John? You bought this. You bought this on your iPad, not on your uh, Android TV, right? Right. <laughs> nice segue. That is correct. Uh, ah, yes. Thank you, I guys, for identifying the segue. I don't have. I don't have one. And you. Can, and by the way, you can't anymore. Anyway. Which apparently, according to sort of the scuttlebutt, seems to be one about like Apple and Google playing hardball over the thirty percent. Because what else is there in life but the thirty percent that everybody wants? Yeah. And now you won't be able to buy stuff. And I think Gruber said that they had some basically deal they that temporarily gave expired. them like a stay of execution Sunset. sort of. Yeah. <laughs> that expired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. big companies did. But hey, these two companies did that all the time. We have uh, done that before with uh, Maps. Remember when Google Maps was yeah. on the phone and they it timed yeah. out, and Apple oh, scrambled yeah. to get Maps out. Yep, I in that window because five they, or six, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm gonna forget, and I'm whatever. I know people on Maps, so if I'm butchering this somehow, forgive me. But yeah, that was kind of a big, big deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. This is like a round robin of, of fired, stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah, like. You know, it's the same thing as people point out. It's like Apple not having a deal with Amazon to let you buy Kindles, Kindle books via books. the Kindle app, right? It's just yeah. like, yeah. it's all these companies trying to make money off their percentages. Right. And I don't know. I'm, get, I'm getting tired of it. Well, sure. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah>. So <laughs> They don't need more money. Fuck you guys. You have plenty of money. <laughs> None of them need the money. None of them need well, this. It's it's more than that, right? It's... Uh, it's a power play and sure. a, a dependency kind of play. Um, I know this show is dumb, 
and uh, <laughs> thank you for recognizing our competency. Well, it makes a lot of jokes, but I, 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 it's gonna it's gonna be more serious, right? I'll put um, on my serious hat. Mar- markets and interconnected markets serve to uh, sort of join the world together, right? Like, um, uh, if you're dependent on somebody exporting stuff and they're dependent on your exports, that's good, uh, and you're you're intrinsically tied together. It's not it's not the old mad doctrine, mutually assured destruction. It's like a mutually assured profit kind of thing, uh, which I feel that they're not... There's a... I think the mutually assured profit angle is good both ways. Obviously, global markets have pros and cons, but, you know, I think if you wanted to... Um, Man, I'm really getting get into this now. But if you if you wanted to degrade <laughs> if you wanted to degrade Russia's ability to pr- prosecute a war in Ukraine previously to do it, you'd have to drop a lot of bombs now, right? And that's not where we're at. The world can pressure Russia basically just based on denying them access to markets. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is yeah. so. Yeah. Global markets are not an unalloyed good. There's plenty of problems with them, but that is good. Like less people dying and greater prosperity for all. Great. What is happening here on a dumb, not life important level at all, is companies trying to maneuver in such a way that they are not beholden to some other company for a significant portion of their revenue. I think Apple really, really loves all the money that Google gives them for search, and Google probably doesn't love giving them that much money, but they're now locked together, right? And is that good or bad? I mean... It probably means that Apple can't really screw with Google Search and Google can't, uh, you know, nuke Apple in some so, kind yeah, of way. Yeah, right. So, like, there's a mutually, they're, they're both in it. They're both committed yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Now, as these sort of, like, stores within stores are happening, uh, like, little guys get squeezed out all the time. Like, Comixology was not going to be able to do anything. Amazon might. And that interconnectedness, I, I think, is good and valuable and something that we should be pushing to achieve because... Dan, like you kicked this off with, it's annoying. It's annoying as hell, right, and it doesn't experience. serve us. Yeah, doesn't serve us in any way. Yeah. So and we're the customers, right? I mean, right? Yeah. You know, I don't want to trot out the old customers always right maxim because you know there there are yeah cases where that doesn't necessarily apply. But right. if you're if you're in the Apple store yelling about masks. <laughs> The customer is yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, we're going to get back to this in one second, but uh, we got to pay the bills. And I want to tell well, you about uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this. This sponsor is going to really thank you for my lead into this one. Wow. Look, I want to tell you about Novo. You're making something new with your business. To support you, Novo built a new kind of business checking. Novo is powerfully simple business checking. And unlike the traditional banking model, there are no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized to your business to save you time and free up cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks Online, and more. Sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 small businesses who have found the customizable business checking solution. Look, I run a small business. John runs a small business. We all know it's important for small businesses to save money every place they can. So being able to sort of set up your own checking account without having to jump through all those traditional hoops and have to deal with all those limits and fine print and all of that. I mean, it's it's a big deal for, you know, somebody who's trying to make every dollar count. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash rebound. Plus, the Rebound listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co slash rebound to sign up for free. That's novo.co slash rebound. Novo Platform Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, FA member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. 
Our thanks to Novo for their support of The Rebound. So is there, again, I'm using diplomatic language, is there a detente that's possible here? Like, can these companies learn to get along somehow? And, well, I mean, I think that, that, oh my God, I don't know. There is a case to be made that smart companies don't put their eggs in someone else's basket. I mean, you yeah. st- we saw what happened when Facebook sold a bunch of news organizations on a bill of goods about how many people were seeing, you know, how much engagement they were going to get by putting all their stuff on Facebook and it did not happen. And they lied about it. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people went under. So, I mean, like, is there a, is there a, I mean, you know, your, your use of the term like uh, mutually assured destruction earlier guy does put me in the, in the field of thought that like we're dealing with companies that are nation sized. Is there, is there a treaty to be drawn up saying like, and in some ways, would this be collusion? I don't even know if you agreed to not charge each other 30%. Like, I guess that would probably be illegal, huh? Well, ultimately, like, the EU or the US would have to, st- like, some massive trading block would have to sort of step in to make a rule, right? Yeah. But that's I mean, the, the, the and mutually assured destruction only works for the, the big guys. Well, right. Wait, if you're a small, use, but I'm use... talking about like Amazon, Google, and yeah. and Apple in terms of situations like this, or like buying Kindle books, where it's like, look, we're going to give you thirty percent of this, and you're going to give us thirty percent of that. It all comes out in the wash, which frankly is probably how they should handle it, anyways, and just be like, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, like, I just I I want to you guys keep using Mad all the time. Let's just go with mutual. <laughs> you brought it up, Mad as hell. <laughs> I did, I did, but I wanted to underscore that in this case, it's sort of mutually assured, not profitability, Delight. but well, it's mutually <laughs> assured, it begins with a P. Prosperity, mutually assured prosperity. Right? Map. That's map. That's ah, the. That sounds the, way nicer. I'd like to sign well, up for that, the, please. Well, it's not like it's not like Google and Apple are going to have a fight in the middle of like. You know, Menlo Park or something. That's not it. Like, uh, like Anchorman between the. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's a throwdown, yeah. But navigating and, and trying to figure out a way where these companies can uh, partake in each other's platforms so that people can get a future that I think everybody wants. Like, I don't care if you bought it on your Roku. Who cares? It's like. Does yeah. the studio care? Not really. Well, it's like I, I remember when you when you were trying to like troubleshoot John's problem with the Spider Man thing, we, we yeah. started talking about movies anywhere and like I yeah. think that was the weird loophole, right? You could you could watch stuff via that. That was the thing I didn't mention. Because I could watch the extras on Amazon. Right. <laughs> Right. When I had bought the quotes SD version on Apple. But that that is the moment where you feel like, well, uh, and I, I I like movies anywhere. I think it was a really smart decision and it was a yeah. rare case where it seemed like, hey, we are all going to like essentially agree to let you watch the stuff that you bought right. on any platform. And, you know, I always wanted the uh, uh, like an ebook version of that. But like Amazon and yeah. Apple were never going to get yeah. on board with that. Right. But, or, or at least one for TV shows. I mean, yeah, but, I mean something yeah. where it's like, look, I'm buying content. I got a lot of different devices and a lot of different apps, and I just want to be able to read the thing or watch the thing or listen to yeah. the thing that I want where I want it. But yeah, it seems like that was the exception rather than the harbinger of a new way of handling right. things. How yeah. much do you think that this has been the result of the transition over the past twenty years? Let's just go with the introduction of the iPod slash Napster era, right? So 2000, 2001, uh, as content becomes more and more digitally available and then able to be purchased. These companies all have contracts and all have deals and all have a mindset and, and a, like an executive team. I'm talking about studios and, and record 
companies, all kinds of stuff. They're just predicated upon not digital boundaries of like which silo you're going to stick your content in, but sort of national boundaries or at least regional boundaries, right? Like the EU or Canada or the, or the US. And they have the rights to distribute something in the US that they don't necessarily have the rights to distribute in Canada. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And they've sold those rights to some other Canadian company that has those. Like, it gets real complicated real quick and makes everything dumb. What's fascinating about that, and I will come at this from my own particular perspective in publishing, is publishing has kind of gone the other direction. Which is, if you sign a contract these days, say a publisher is going to put out your novel, and you know, let's assume for the purpose of this conversation that you have written that novel in English and not another language. Um, and we'll assume, further assume, that it's about a galactic cold war. <laughs> yeah, but this I, can this, we can we take for, can we take for granted that it's good? Yes, let's assume it's great. <laughs> It's going to okay. blow your fucking mind. Uh, okay, that's great. Yeah. I'm just trying to visualize no, this sure. thing. Yeah, and it'll wanna, be available yeah, soon. Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. uh, but most contracts are now what's, are, are for what is now called world English rights, which is to say a publisher will huh. say, I have the right to put this novel out in English in any market that I want to. Now, that differs from maybe a few decades ago where you might have a difference between, say, U.S. and U.K. English rights. So, right. uh, you know, this is all setting aside things like translating, right? Like any other. Like, yeah. How do you spell color? Quick. <laughs> Whichever way the check clears. Yeah. Wait, how do you spell check? Check. Oh, damn yeah, yeah, I was going to say Check way. But, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because uh, publishers have started, like, grabbing up more and more rights where it's like, we want to have all the rights. And I think this is true to a certain extent with studios, too. And they mm-hmm. part of the reason they want them is because they can then resell them right they just don't tend to like if you and and the overhead for books is different from overhead for movies all of that but like all these companies are doing their best to gobble up all the rights so that they have the option then to sell them off like similarly if i get a book published more and more especially big publishers you can't negotiate out something like say the rights on audio so previously again you could like sell your book to a publisher and then go to a somebody who publishes audiobooks and be like hey i got this book coming out do you want to buy the rights to the audio version and then you get essentially get paid twice right cuz you get paid for the audio version you get paid for the print version but most of the time now if you make a deal with a publisher they want all of that so they're like, well, we give you one. I'm going to assume one they check. don't pay you double. <laughs> they do not yeah. pay you double. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not a. Not it's not a giant. You do get paid. I mean, you get paid for an extra copy, right? But sometimes you get paid for a percentage. So they might say, "Hey, we're going to go sell the audio rights. We'll give you half of what we get." But you know that may, that is also a different issue because are is they're negotiating better or worse than you? Uh, you know who knows, right? They may have deals with yeah. audio publishers where they can sell them stuff. They sell them a lot more stuff, and they sell it at cheaper prices. So. Let's just assume in general that there's, if there's a small guy in there somewhere, you're getting your ass kicked. Right. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, like, yeah. you as a creator are asked to put your eggs in their basket. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that was divergence of what we're talking about, but it is talking about all your sort of carve-outs, right? Because it's the yeah, thing where, right. like, big right. companies will sell off those different rights to say, like, hey, Canada, Netflix, you can sell my stuff here. You can show my stuff here. And it was so weird, like, when I was in yeah. India, like, all the shows were in different services so like game of thrones was on amazon because they <laughs> sold it there and there was no hbo yeah. at the time so yeah so, some some indian dude's going to get real confused when uh wheel of time just fires up they're like what happened <laughs> now, this new game of thrones season not great or, or it's better than the eighth season or it's better than that uh hey guy i heard you bought a mac studio 
I did, and I have the rights to it too. <laughs> uh, I did, really? yeah. So, yeah, James and I were texting you guys while you were doing your your recap for the event. Um, I think James and I bought the exact same model. I think he got a bigger SSD, bigger storage, something like that. I have to say this t- out loud. I plan to use his computer for like the next ten years, kind of thing, because it came out to a pretty penny. Sure, it's not cheap. Yeah. It's not cheap, especially in Canada or, you know, Scotland where James lives. There's a, I don't know if there's a markup, but like our money there's a, at least the, differently. The, it's, yeah, yeah. The conversion rates are not like one to one. Yeah. And I paid like 950 bucks just in tax kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, it added up. It was good. But I got the monitor too with the, uh, <laughs> with the adjustable arm. Because, uh, see, you know. I like, I want, I want, I want that one. <laughs> if I were to get one, I would want that one because. I need the height. I have it in a stupid riser, my iMac, and it annoys me. Yeah, I, I, I did. James was making fun or joking that, like, you know, you could just stick a book under it, and that's fine. But I kind of, you know, when I was spending that much money, and it's not like this is in Canada, it was like over eight grand, my, my full total with my uh, Max Ultra wow. SSD and my monitor that was about, uh, 2500 bucks like this was a major purchase it's gonna it's i keep telling myself it's the last desktop computer i'm ever gonna buy and my previous <laughs> <laughs> my previous one that's ominous that, well, <laughs> say, what's, uh, do i want to know about life expectancies <laughs> yeah i don't know man so that's about six thousand three hundred and fifty fifty bucks i am getting up there like it's quite possible that this may be that my my previous computer is a trash can mac pro from 2013 uh, so I do tend to keep these things for like a long time. I'm still using a monitor that I had even before, uh, like an Apple cinema display uh, mm. from even before I bought that. Non-retina, wow. Non-retina, yeah. Uh, I do have a retina screen now just because I've got a laptop. Who cares? Nobody needs to know my... my <laughs> but they want the, nobody wants to, That's what this nobody wants for. to do you know, inventory with me. That's what you get knocked to do on Deep Space That's Nine. That's a bonus episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, how many, so... How many self-stealing ceiling stumbles do you have? Oh, my God. I, I love Target it. Like, joke. When, love it. I know. Whenever a Star Trek, like a volleyball with like a Federation, like a, a Starfleet logo goes up, like one of you guys is just going to spike it down every single time. Yeah, so... I, I'm excited. It is a long-term purchase. I, I'm happy to get a, a monitor that is not the XDR. I can't rationalize that to myself. And I can rationalize a lot, like this Mac Studio that I'm trying to do right now in public. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, can't recognize, I can't rationalize an XDR. Like, it's just yeah. kind of silly. Yeah. I can rationalize a, a good display at half the price that I'm going to use for 10 years. Like, you yeah. know, that resolution is not going to change for me. Like I'm not, my eyes are not getting any sharper and I'm not going to care. You know? I mean, I've been so, using yeah, a 27 inch iMac for five years, like, and it, it still looks great to me. I have no complaints about this screen. I know there are a lot yeah. of people making noise about like the lack of HDR or, or local backlight dimming or whatever. But like, I don't know, Jason, Jason said had a great take on this, which is like those displays, yeah. they, they don't exist, right? Like they do exist, but they don't, not, not as one device that you're going to get that that is like a retina quality screen and has all these other features and they certainly don't exist for sixteen hundred dollars yeah 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 i'm very happy with uh the display now i obviously bought it pretty much instantly before i'd seen the reviews about how the, the, the camera, camera. Yeah. how do you guys feel about that i well i've I seen because mean, I... I did a <laughs> i did a live stream with 
Jason. Jason. Yeah. And I thought the camera looked fine. It's not freaking amazing, but it's also not, I didn't think it was as bad. And I had moments where like other reviewers put up like, see how awful this looks. And I'd be like, I can't actually. Yeah, tell. I know. That's my, that was my reaction. Like, I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to hate here. <laughs> and, and there's a good point that it's doing. So because of the way the center stage setup works, it is cropping. And I don't know if it's doing some version of digital zoom or something to kind of because it must be in some cases where it's doing the like focus on a face, right? Like it's doing some sort of yeah. Wait, let let's explain it. There's two modes. There's uh, center stage, which tracks you around and like uh, tries to make it look like there's a cameraman following you and centering your face or multiple faces. And then <laughs> when Jason turns it off, yeah, it basically goes mode, yeah. from his chin up. It like it looks yeah, that, insane. That's it's a, just that wrong. seems like a bug. That seems yeah. like a bug they can fix, yeah. which is fine if they can. But like, yeah, I I think. In general, and his point was, if you've used the center stage on the iPad, it looks very similar to that, which it should, because it's the same camera module. It's also an iP- It's also an iPad on the inside. Yeah, also, basically. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I, there's no reason to be shocked about that. And if you're comparing it to a static 4K webcam, yeah, it's not going to be as good resolution. But the question is, do you want the features of center stage or not? And if you don't, then they should absolutely fix the problem where, like, when you turn it off, it should just be a static 12 megapixel image or something, right? Yeah. Like, or whatever. You know, honestly, a lot of these problems could be solved if Apple provided better controls for its cameras. But it does definitely does the thing where it's like, we're going to handle all of that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's frustrating. Like, I know Mike Hurley has said he has an issue where his camera can't it can't adjust the refresh rate of the camera. And so the lights in (laughs) his studio strobe. Because it's the UK and the oh. the the, oh, yeah. the powers the power is different. Than, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's a two forty rather than like, one twenty or something. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. it's fixable. Other wild. cameras let you adjust this. I could just fix it in software, but that option does not exist. It's like yeah, a lot of these problems could be solved if you improved your just sort of preferences and options for like right. fiddling with your camera. And you don't have to ever touch it if you don't want to, but if you need to, it would be there. And I think that would be much smarter of Apple to do, or hire people in England. And have them work. Well, let's not remote. go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Yeah, I mean, the last time that happened, it was James. So you know, yeah, just, really, I know. Yeah. yeah, they've learned their lesson. We got a little yeah. more to do here. I got one more piece of business, so let's take care of it, so we can we can finish out the show. This episode of the Rebound is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. Look, we all have all this data that we need to track all the time, and in a lot of cases, we need to share with other people, and it's really valuable to have a digital solution for doing that. No more writing post-it notes and slapping them up around on the walls around your house. That's just silly. Instead, maybe check out a new way to track and manage work and life from start to finish. Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized, and it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try lists with your Microsoft account, all designed for small business and individual use. Start by creating and sharing your list with your work colleagues, your partners, soccer team, or your neighbors. You might create a list of books or movies for your monthly meetings, track home improvement and important receipts throughout the year, build out team rosters for your soccer team or volunteer group, and way more. At list.live.com, you can get started quickly with ready-made templates. Use filters and views to visualize your information, which means you can have one list with many views. Then you can share your list as links to get other people's thoughts and work together. You can do a lot with lists. The ready-made templates save you time or start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. 
It's super flexible and great for playlists or media lists for books or movie clubs. We call them picks here, uh, event itineraries, or even receipt collection. I, in particular, would love to use it for receipt collection. Uh, like John, I'm an independent business person. That sounds way fancier than I meant to, but I have to collect all my receipts throughout the year. Uh, put them together, send it to my account person come tax time, which is way too soon if I'm checking the calendar correctly. So it's really great to have a place to store all that information and be able to share it with others. Go and try the preview now at no cost. Go to your browser and type in list.live.com. That's lists.live.com. Sign up, sign in, and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and if you have any feature requests. Our thanks to Microsoft for support of this show. And I also want to mention, though they're not sponsoring the show this week, our previous sponsors, MacPaw, who are, of course, headquartered in Ukraine. Uh, they've done something really cool. Uh, John, you were telling me about it before. Yeah, they also released an anti-spyware tool um, for Mac OS that will spot apps and websites that originate from or communicate with servers in Russia. What's and the name of that? <laughs> I, I heard about it's it, but I was... Spybuster. Spybuster. I did okay. not know that. There will definitely be a link to that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, I just I saw that. That's that. great. Wow, that's, that's great. awesome. Not to show. It's fascinating, it too. I mean, we, I know sort of diverged off what we were just talking about, but it is fascinating <laughs> because there was something this morning I heard on the news where they were saying, like, the, the U.S. government was saying, like, anticipate Russian cyber attacks. And I was sitting there thinking, yeah. hey, didn't all of Apple services get knocked off the line yesterday? Huh. <laughs> That's true. What a yeah. clinky dink. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Apple hasn't said anything publicly one way or the other, but Google I did Maps have a moment. Google went down just a week yeah. before, too. Yep. I definitely had problems with that at one on point. On the other too. hand... uh with anything of this kind of import, A, don't listen to dummies like me. B, uh, don't necessarily... <laughs> yeah, don't jump on them. Don't jump sure. on stuff. Don't... Crazy idea. Uh, like, weird shit happens all the time. There's, like, there's big system... Face, I mean, Facebook managed to lock themselves out of their own server room. Right. Like, that's... Like, yeah. shit happens. And don't, AWS don't. goes down at least once every couple months. And that's that's a huge chunk right. of the internet infrastructure built on top of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every time Lex stops pedaling his Peloton, like, the <laughs> thing just collapses. He's in really great shape, though. <laughs> yeah, he's in yeah, terrific shape. Yeah. But that outage was when I was trying to rebuy Spider-Man. <laughs> was like, it felt personal, like, didn't it? Can't get to the store. Oh, right, that's down. Do you know okay. what I really want? And this is kind of ties into what we're doing. I want to lend people something. I just do. I would happily lend you a movie that's like, you know what, I'm not allowed to watch it until you give it back to me. Fine. I would do that in a yeah, second. Yeah, that would be good. There right, was a thing yeah. for a while, I feel like, with books or something There's, where you could do that. There is a thing with books. Is like, there? I think, yeah, I think you have to be, there's some subscription thing. Like, you have to be an, a Kindle Prime subscriber or something. I don't okay. remember what And the, it was like only certain things were, again, we came back to licensing, where like only certain right. copies that like of publishers that had bought into we had it. somebody who worked at Amazon here. Yeah. He wouldn't know about this shit. <laughs> Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, but it's I, never going to happen. You, like, I agree with you. I, I think it's a, a good idea. I mean, digital digital goods are, first of all, there's zero marginal cost, which is not in, an interesting thing to say because everybody knows that. But beyond that, these companies now have the ability to sell everybody the same movie over and over rather than, uh, you know, I buy a DVD and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored with these extras. I'll just mail it to John. I would like to do that. That's how friendship work in real life and happily whatever you yeah. know yeah grab a beer borrow a book like take a movie not a problem i mean think it's of all, all the fine, stores but... that sold you know like you could buy used games you could buy used books yeah. i mean there's all there's there's a whole economy built around this and it is yeah. my weird. first job is at a used bookstore 
Yeah, it's weird to be in a situation. Literally stacking up Daniel Seal books, if you must know. So. <laughs> but is Daniel weird... Seal uh, still relevant? Uh, does anybody, classics. Uh, does anybody know Daniel Steel? Yeah, sure. I... That was a Star Trek reference. Did you miss it? Yeah, the classics, <laughs> Or the Giants. Yes. What did he say? The Giants? The Giants, yeah. He, the he giants, said the Giants. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're going to get borrowing in digital form, because I think it, you know... To, to push back on that one place, I mean, you, you okay. can still obviously borrow digital content from libraries. Like, that's one oh, place sure. where digital yeah. borrowing ha- does exist, although it is often extremely limited and at times frustrating. I was looking for some ebooks recently to borrow from the library, and I was like, yeah, like they just don't, they don't have them. And I think in part because costs are still high. Buying, buying copies of digital like, goods or you know, media to, to lend out costs the libraries a pretty penny. And it's done in a way where this is a solution is not ideal. I'm not sure I have a better one, but like the digital copies wear out after a certain number of, of rentals, quote unquote, wear out because that's how, <laughs> that's how the, the, the content providers are basically dealing with this is like, well, if we give you, if you buy a book to lend out in your library, it's going to fall apart sooner or later. Right. Oh, and man, so just people, the amount of engineering effort put into artificial scarcity is yeah. just, it hurts yeah. my brain. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough because, like, as as someone who creates content, it's like, I, do, I want I my want stuff creator, to I do. be available. I want you to have the money. I do. Uh, it's just, at the same time, I kind of want to lend somebody your book. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. the one solution to that potentially is they do this, I think, they definitely do this in the UK, maybe in Canada as well. If your book gets lend, uh, lent out, you get money for that. Like, you essentially get, like, a royalty, like, of oh. some form. Shit, like, that's cool. It's not a I lot, but if you that. talk to our yeah, I mean, if you talk to your pal, our pal Anthony Johnson over at the Incapo, who is a writer, yeah. like he'll get like a check from like the you know I don't know if it comes from the government or the library system in the UK or whatever, but like every whatever he'll get like a, a like a statement and a check that's like hey here's how many time people borrowed your book and here's like it's not like a, sh- a shit ton of money, but like no, oh. it's something. I wonder, and it's like, I right, wonder if you, nice. do you need to be. Uh, creator from the country that you do i looked this up at okay. some point because i was like wait yeah. how do i get this money <laughs> that that feels like the flip side of a cancon deal like cancon also pays out oh, sorry cancon is what we colloquially call a, there's a canadian content rule for canadian uh broadcasting specifically where a certain portion of their broadcasts must be canadian content mm-hmm. uh so you get like in the 90s we got a whole lot of bare naked ladies <laughs> Canadian, <laughs> you know, like what it really worked whatever. that loophole. You can really tell it was there's like no Celine Dion too. Like, that, yeah. No, I mean Brian Adams. Wait, there's plenty. Believe me, there's plenty of Canadians that are don't. But the the notion is that the cultural dominance of uh, of America and American content it's such that uh, other countries sort of put up these effectively protectionist barriers, but barriers that are not exclusionary but are trying to create like a local economy of of content creators if that makes sense sure yeah i mean incentivizing it's the kind of thing like in the in this country something like the nea should be doing but what national endowment for the arts Arts. but of course yes no one no one will let them do that because they'll never give them any money (laughs) well yeah that's yeah yeah I mean, PBS does okay. Well, except that they... Who cares? Anyway, let's yeah, move on that's, from that. That's but yeah, yeah. B- broadly, that makes sense. And I, I would like to see that more because it doesn't just apply to uh, local cultural stuff, which is effectively what this is, right? It's cultural protectionism. And growing up in Quebec, that's... Believe me, it's a big thing. But 
it also, as you were saying, Dan, serves to uh, provide a, a sort of a, a gateway from the old world of physical goods to like the like an I don't want to say it's better, but like a, like a more modern view of digital goods that are have zero marginal cost, and yet we still want to be able to uh, share these things or uh, interact with them with the same cultural spirit that we interacted with the physical objects. Does that? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm confused yeah, if I okay. nailed what I'm trying to say there, because it sounds like I'm advocating for NFTs and I'm not at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's a reason that that concept is caught on. Yeah, right? no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there is there is a gap Other than in the money laundering. Yeah, well, well yeah, that's yeah, a big reason. But there is a right. gap there in the terms of the like. You don't have to mimic every aspect of the physical goods experience, but like there is clearly aspects of it that we're not doing a good job with in the digital realm that are valuable. And right. and that is something that needs to, as we continue to evolve and continue to have like more and more of our goods be digital, <laughs> like, you need to do something about that. I think about like, you know, alien culture shows up long after humans are long gone and they they want to they want to study our culture. It's all DRM. But, but all the books, all the digital books have, have expired. And they it can't says I them. need to find, look up this one word on this manual on page 27 and find the fifth paragraph. But we don't have that manual. Oh, classic copy protection was the best. So yeah. this is actually veered into a thing that I'm very fascinated by and don't ever get a chance to talk about. Star Trek. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we the aliens? <laughs> Preservation of cultural artifacts has uh, drastically changed, right? I was just reading something today where most movies before 1950 are not preserved. Like, they've just been lost to time. And, like, before 1929, pretty much we've lost so, so, so much. And people just aren't archiving them. Yeah. The reason I came to this was um, video games. Uh, I was at... I mean, I'd thought about it before, but specifically Ubisoft, when I was there, had they introduced a system where the games would just shut down if the server shut down, like you wouldn't be able to play it. Mm -hmm. And I get that with online games. I understand the technical aspects of it, for sure. At the same time, uh, we're losing culture here, right? Like, games are culture, art is culture, movies are certainly culture. Like, you, you may want to debate the merits of... I don't know, Rayman 4, whatever it happens to be, you know, but like (laughs) movies before 1950 are a thing. Yeah. uh, And an important thing. And as we increasingly uh, move to digital methods, we lose a lot of this preservation of, of culture. And that's troubling in, it's troubling in that we have at the same time sort of, I don't want to get too deep on this, but we've adopted a new very fast moving way of seeing our own reality as it plays out. Like we keep, well, we, the, you know, we're constantly tweaking our perspectives on events that happened not even a year ago type thing. Mm. And as things change more, uh, you know, more quickly, there's more value in actually having artifacts from the past that can identify or, or at least, mm-hmm. uh, uh, give us some sort of grounding on what was rather than what we say was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's that, and there's there's another aspect to this as well, which I think is interesting. I I linked to this article back in January by um, Tyber, who used to be the film critic at the Boston Globe, had written about 
all these movies that are great movies that you can't stream anywhere. Like <clears throat> they're not available digitally yeah, I saw because that. Yeah. they just they're tied up in weird rights situations. Like there's been things like this with TV shows over the years where it's like the rights for music on those shows were not licensed for streaming because nobody anticipated streaming. So you can't, like, they can't <laughs> legally put them up because it's like, we cannot, we do not have the rights to do this. And I right. thought some of this was hilarious. Like, for example, this is just a weird, like, odd one-off where it's like, he points out in this article that there are two movies from the 1970s, which is, which are owned by Bristol Myers Squibb, the pharmaceutical company, because they bought... <laughs> Like in the seventies, they like bought. They're like, oh, we should get into the entertainment industry, and it's like, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? They're like, well, we sell, we sell drugs, and also we have two movies. <laughs> like, I kind it's of, so weird. Honestly, honestly, that they're, they're going to have their own streaming service in another couple of weeks. I, then also, <laughs> <laughs> with like free, free like uh, nasal sprays or something too. Right, like, yeah. You get an ad at the beginning and the end. Yeah, <laughs> the way you describe that definitely sounds like they were higher on their own supply. There, like we we sell drugs and we make movies. I mean, well, like the seventies guy. That is it's like the most cocaine fueled concept I've ever heard. Like, you know, <laughs> but and, and to bring talking home, about her cocaine movies. Boom, we got this business going. Yeah, <laughs> let me let me bring this home for you, guy, because I can make this personal for you. Oh, One no. of those two movies that they own is the 1970s movie Sleuth with Michael Caine. Oh shit! <laughs> I love that movie. Apparently, wow, you cannot amazing. get it online. You can get it in DVD. Do you know what's embarrassed me a lot is you and I, and I'm pretty sure Maltz was there, we recorded a show, and we were talking about Clue at some point, and I got really excited, because oh, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, Michael Caine's in that movie, and nobody corrected me, <laughs> and, and I'm like a huge Michael Caine fan, and I got Clue confused with Sleuth, and I just... Very similar, they're <laughs> very similar. Well, you know, because I, I remember like that day or that weekend or something, I went and I bought Clue on... And you're you like, know, where probably, the probably fuck iTunes. is Michael yeah. Caine? And I'm like, he's not here. Tim Curry's here. He's great. But why did I think Michael Caine versus Tim Curry was in this movie? It's just, it's not. Getting back to your point about music, uh, and just this jumped to mind because it Star Trek. The guys that do the Greatest Generation podcast, Ben and Adam, in their member feed, and everybody should be a member of theincomparable.com, which is definitely where you can find their work. <laughs> Third sponsor today. It's not. I know. Like, yeah, it's not. I don't think so. No, it's not. No, I know. I know. They're going to be real sad when they get stuck with us. Um, (laughs) The thing is, uh, in their member feed, they review Baywatch, which is sort of contemporary and like whatever. But modern Baywatch has none of the music from the '90s. It's all just like Uh. overdubbed with like weird random stuff. Really? Yeah, because it used to be hit songs. It used to do what we like. You know, Arrow would have. Hit whatever, a like, pop song, yeah, yeah, yeah. you something, know, yeah, an excuse right. for Ollie to go to the club, and there would be yeah. a pop song or like something happening. Right. The CW did that a lot. Yeah. That's or, sort know, of a long, Baywatch slow, formula. Slow walk in the rain song, right? Kind of yeah, thing exactly. Where, you know, yeah. CW sort of Sarah's, took that Sarah's from, walking away from him for the last time, or whatever. Oh God, don't break my yeah, heart. Sorry, I know I, I derailed. You had to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarah was walking towards me. That's all I know. <laughs> Um, man, if you don't listen to our other show, you must just think I'm a huge jackass. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that, uh, yeah, that's it's 
it's culturally, it's a different artifact, right? Like it is not of its time anymore. It has had yeah. to be sort of transcoded into yeah. something that now we can put out mostly intact, but without the the feeling. And as, you know, as somebody with a passion for history, that's, that's not quite doing it, right? Like you, you kind of need, the music so that you can find out where it yeah, was on the sure. billboard oh, charts yeah, or like see mood. what's right, going right. on. Context. It's, it's context. It changes yeah. the mood. There's a bunch of context. Like, the you yeah. know, like if, I don't know, if they whipped out a Millie Vanilli song, that's interesting. And you get to learn about the Emmys. <laughs> uh, like, it's not, it doesn't need to be life or death, but it is, it is cultural context. And cultural context is, I, I feel, more and more important these days. Yeah. There's um there's another article I'll link I'll link to this in the show notes too but the Verge was talking about how um the Nintendo in February shut down um the 3DS and Wii U stores mm-hmm. yeah and how that you know means that a whole bunch of content is yeah. no longer available for legacy devices the um I finally got that I I got that same floppy uh, emulator that Jason and Chris Breen bought uh working on my my Mac SE. I had to get a replacement unit, but, uh, but it's interesting. Just, I mean, I like, I was just thinking about that because I was tooling around with it earlier today and like, and it comes with just a bunch of like sample floppy disks, uh, mm. on it. And, uh, there are a whole bunch of games on there and it's just like, here's a whole, here's a, here's a slew of games that are from 1990 or 1988 that yeah. you can play. And, you know, a lot of them were games that I played back then and completely took me back to sitting you know being in graduate school sitting in front of that thing at two o'clock in the morning playing games when i should have been writing a paper mm-hmm. man that's the way to be <laughs> i mean i could do that now but i'm grown up enough that i like kind of yeah. hate my i hate myself in the back of my head rather than being like screw the man i don't need to worry about this now i'm like uh i'm in my late 40s i am the man and i kind of do need to go to bed now that's true yeah hey uh, right now we should do some listener questions before we finish out yes. oh my god today, we still got, need to do yeah, we got, there's, only, yeah, okay. there's only a few but i'm gonna okay. read them because lex sent them over uh let's start with this one from quang yu liu who says hi the three amigos have any of you listened to the look carré cast by jeff quest of spyrite who also produced and hosts other book related podcasts Ooh. Ooh, book. But I, so I've heard of Jeff and Spy Rights because I think he reviewed one of my books at one point. I haven't listened to any of his shows, but I think uh, we mentioned Anthony Johnson earlier, too, who I think knows him and maybe has been on a guest. But yeah, he's seen, he knows a shit ton about spy novels and things. So it sounds cool. I'll have to check it out. I have not. No, I've only read mm, two Lucari books. I've read um, several. Cookie Park. So. Wait, that's not, that's not him. No, that's not no, him. that's. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not fired. That's a that's a great book. That's not like a popcorn spy no, I read, book. I that's, read that book. That's a good book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, enough, God, I'm, forget, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I'm looking it up because uh, he's a famous author. He was Martin also Cruz in Smith. Yes, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust Google. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Read the book, but Poor recollection. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, that sounds cool. And I I noticed that when I'm going over there, I think he's doing a podcast about the uh, slow horses, which is the Gary Oldman fronted spy show oh, that's yeah. going to be on Apple TV mm. Plus. So there's a oh, nice. link back. Yeah. Next was from Troy, who asks if you could e- each have intro music to announce a new non Amazon product. What would that music be, and what product would you want to announce? I like it that he's he got provided, he provided yeah. his own examples, which I love. So the guesses are, Dan, Apple makes a Wi-Fi router again to ACDC's Back in Black. 
Uh, John's Museum of T-Shirts is now open to Pet Shop Boys. What have I done to deserve this? And Lex curses me for this question. Dennis Leary, asshole. Uh, pretty good. I think your answers are, are better than anything I would have come Can I have intro music so. for one of, my, one of my books? Is this just a theme song for a book, though? I don't know what it would be. Theme song for Dan's book. That wouldn't be Here that one. Comes Not that one. <laughs> the Cold War. I don't know. <laughs> so it's so a beat though, which I like. Gotta... <laughs> People are really <laughs> excited about that in, Cold you know? War. Yeah, yeah, it's peppy, peppy. <laughs> I would update and re-release the 2013 Trashcat Mac Pro, and I would use John Prine's "Hello" in there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something with like Oscar the Grouch singing a song. Well, yeah, I was really, going yeah. for uh, "Hello" in there was a song about. A, an old person sort of getting a little confused and lost in their, in their old age. <laughs> My initial joke, and I didn't, I couldn't land it cause I couldn't remember the guy's name. I wanted to introduce a new Apple magic trackpad with no buttons, just, just the rectangle and play. Uh, what's that one note? Like that one. Are you thinking like John Cage? <laughs> John Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the ad would be a rectangle. The Apple Magic Trackpad with just John Cage's. Well, he's got the one, one where that has nothing in it. Right? Oh, silence! Yeah, yeah, it's four minutes and thirty-three seconds, I believe. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, that would be very. I confusing. was I was so blanking on it. Yeah, just all you get is a little do, rectangle. Do you have on to screen. pay him? So that goes back to our earlier conversation. Yeah, have to, have to yeah, pay rights. Uh, hell yeah, song? I'm yeah, pay him. sure. Of yeah. course, yeah. We hell probably yeah. have to pay just to mention the song. Oh man, I can't. Right. We don't have that kind of budget, and it won't last. You know, we have to we'll have to pull them out later. And finally, another another Troy. That seems weird. Wouldn't that be how? How would he know? Are they sp- Wait, are they does spelled- it say another Troy? It says another are they Troy. Differently? Does it say? Dear how did Dem he Zaghi? know that I the first Troy yeah, said another question? What, this is the conundrum I am in, John. You you understand? <laughs> well, another Troy. Uh, do you remember the iFi wireless SD card? What would you do to enhance an SD card to give it more flexibility? Lex said because uh, he sent me the questions. He said my answer on that one is I love those finicky cards. And I wish there were more crazy tech hybrid innovations like that. I remember going to the booth for that at like a Macworld Expo because mm. it's like a, it was a SD card with Wi-Fi built in so right. that you so could, you could send transfer your pictures, pictures back. from yeah. your camera. It's clever. Your Very computer. clever. Yeah. yeah. When when was that? I feel like Probably I was at that Macworld. late 2000s, I want to say, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like 2009 yeah. or 10, somewhere in there. It was a cool idea. It's yeah. a cool idea. And it, yeah. there is less wacky hijinks like that, I feel like, in the tech industry these days. <laughs> yeah, I love wacky hijinks. I really do. Like, <laughs> I, I've just, I, I mentioned that I bought a Mac Pro 2013 trash can. Uh, and I feel the studios are like a little bit in the vein of that. This should not be a thing. Like, there should be no wires. Everything sucks. It should all just work. And I, it's not that way. And it, Kind of never will be that way just because of the way videos and wires work. But if I had something like that, I don't. A thumbprint would be great. A thumb drive. That's all I'm going to say. Thumb, a thumbprint for your thumb drive? Yeah. Yeah. There's people like out there. I haven't that existed. Pe- uh, I'm making like a joke seen. that you guys don't recognize yet, but you will. <laughs> oh, one day. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's nothing weird. It's no, just, I didn't think it was. I'm just like I'm is not. Is this prepared. a Batman thing? Is that? <laughs> oh God! Yes, yeah, it's totally a Batman thing. Oh, oh it's oh oh oh. Never I, mind. Uh, oh, I get you now. Oh, sorry, now I, 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 I didn't. Now you ruined something. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I, oh, I was thinking it was a Batman, like uh, Nolan Batman. Oh no, no. 
Oh, no, well, no. now I doubly yeah. blew it. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>